Welcome to another inspirational message from Liberty Church in Omaha, Nebraska. Thank you, thank you, thank you. On behalf of Deborah and myself, the offering, the, the cards, the text, thank you so much. That they all hit at the right time and are blessing and refreshing. Sit on down, okay? Merritt Weiss, at this very moment, is beginning to preach God's word over in Council Bluffs at the Mid-America Center. When he has his... Uh, he has two conferences, big conferences a year. He is an Amway diamond. He's very high in the Amway. He has always been a blessing. Uh, he loves, last Sunday he was standing crying up here. I mean, he's been a friend for over 30 years. And I pray over his evangelism, sharing the word today, that all those people who stayed over for the service, they're hearing the engrafted word which can save their soul. So we thank you, Lord, that he'll win souls and win souls and all those helping him will win souls and there'll be healing and breakthroughs and change of direction in their lives in Jesus' name. Amen? A uh, couple things I wanted to share with you. You know, when I say that we work hard and then we like to play hard and have a good time, last Sunday we had a picnic. Uh, problem, no one told the rain that we we're going to have a picnic. So it rained. Not only did it rain, it caused flash flooding. It was up over the curves. It caused, if you will, like a whiteout where you couldn't even see the cars in front of you. It didn't rain. It poured. And, uh, you know, Deborah and I said, well, we, we better go up there if anybody's up there. If they decided to try to come in this, you know, I, I better be there. So we were just... Uh, Two of 50 who came and packed the place out downstairs and had fun and ate s'mores and just had fun. Uh, Chris, thank you for doing the face painting. Yeah. That was not only blessed the kids, they were so thrilled with it, but we were confined with that large number of people and the kids would be running around going crazy on you, and yet they weren't. They were having a great time. For me, a personal moment, I want to thank you for handling it, is that I had shorts on. It's the first time that I've been here without long pants on, on the leg. And so I looked like, uh, you know, the Avengers, <laughs> Iron Man. I, but the kids came over and wanted to see the leg and touch the leg. And I got a chance to stand up. And it, just the interaction for a few moments with kids who love me, and I get a chance to let them see everything's cool, everything's okay. It meant so much to me. And so when we gather, even after service today, just go get a piece of cake. But at least you'll have someone you smile at, you'll talk to. You know, it's important. This is long overdue, but they misplaced it, and I just got it. This is on official Ralston Public School correspondence paper. This is from the principal and home office of Ralston Public Schools. They took the time of taking all these kids' pictures. And you can pass it around, Tony. Take a look. There's like seven of them. They made a full page 
of all these kids holding their books. At Christmas time, we provided two books on their suggested list for all the kids in the school. All the kids in the school got their books because you gave. Now, this is so little. I don't. How do you have a machine print this small? I have no idea. But this is from the. Uh, principal and psychologist basically what this says because I've read it a couple times and cried is they know that and she said this is a low income school in Ralston they know what they have it's also where they put uh, hearing impaired kids and so it's a challenging school to be in and their budget is low and so when you give to a tool to the teachers to help their kids read over Christmas and to just enhance their learning, you all did that. Just glory to God, but what a privilege to do that. I've seen one family, because we don't try to see the families when we drop off food, but I have come across one in the exchange where I'm dropping it off to the reception stuff, and they were coming in. And I was thanked, and they had tears in their eyes. I don't know what it is. To, I know what it is to hurt and be in a hospital by myself, but not to have food or extra money, and to do that. And we did it 162 times last year, and we're going to break that record this year. Again, just being the church, being kind, taking a moment to care, and uh, everybody makes a difference. Mike, we fed 250 last Saturday. How many this Saturday? 160. Now, this room will fit packed but comfortable 175. Imagine this filled. They had a meal on you yesterday. They had a meal on you yesterday. I tell you, God is so good. Amen? Now, I'd like you to close your eyes just for a minute. I'm going to follow what I've been instructed to do. In the next few minutes, we're going to have a great time continuing in the presence of Jesus. But I want you to imagine him walking in here and sitting next to you. And you're going to have your own conversation, and you're going to get a chance to, by faith, receive something that's on your heart. At the end of the service, you're going to verbally give it to him not for, there'll be a song playing nobody's listening to what's on your heart I know what I want to say Lord this and I thank you and I receive it now but you're going to get a chance to and I want you to be ready to do that because it says you can come boldly to the throne room of grace to obtain that grace and mercy in a time of need anything that came up into your heart and into your mind about what you want to pray for that's a need and you can come boldly boldly because we're his kids and he's invited us and by gathering together in his name he said I'd be in the midst of you we've already invited him here amen, amen. well cool okay here we go we're going to get the word you ready yeah. I don't listen to a lot of uh, shows and not even 
news shows because so much of it is news gossip. It's not news. It's how they slant it, whatever. But I heard a couple things over the last month of people putting the Word of God down. That the Bible's outdated and it's not important. And yet, the chances, this records the coming of Jesus Christ, His ministry, and His establishing the church. There are 322 promises from Genesis to Matthew of the Messiah over nearly 2,000 years. 322, 2,000 years. If you times it out and you want to get on the computer, you have to put what are the chances of one man fulfilling all of them over that span. You have to put ten zeros. Now a million is six. You have to put a ten zeros behind the chance that one man could fulfill them. And Evidence Demands a Verdict is a book written, gosh, I've, I've met the man. Uh, probably the best book that if you ever wanted to, to uh, just have some light reading, it's only about 600 pages hardback. And it, there's a second volume, it's called Evidence Demands a Verdict. This is all the historical, not Bible, historical data from the Greeks, from the Romans, from the Hebrews, about the authenticity of Jesus rising from the dead. And, it, I mean, it'll it blow you away. The chances, well, it just says that John chapter 1, let's just turn there. John chapter 1. Like I shared a few months back, it is, uh, we'll, we'll say, we'll pray over the meal, we'll say grace. Don't you like those pictures? Everyone is a little kid that affects somebody else and you make a difference. Just, I love that. You, that's just awesome. But we go uh, at the end of our prayer, in Jesus' name. And we do it just like it's a tag. With, you know, that's what you say because that's what's going to get you your prayers answered because you just do it in his name. It's not really in Jesus' name with the heartfelt behind it. And it says in John, chapter, first, the first gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 2. The same was the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. And in him was the light of life. Isn't that awesome? In the beginning, verse 1, let's go to that one of in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus, and it says, and He became flesh and dwelt among us. The Word did. I heard something on a Christian channel that I really liked. It talked about the Trinity, which is intellectually not easy to explain if you're a scientist type of person. But how many know what water is? Its chemical base is what? H2O. That's amazing. Water's base is that. And ice, what is, what is its base? Huh. How about that? Steam. Three manifestations of the same core. The Word was made flesh. 
and dwelt among us. The word was God and with God. It says in Hebrews, let's go there, Hebrews chapter 1. When our Bibles sit on our desks or our tables and are not open, I don't know how many chat lines you can get on and how many this and that you can get on, but you might want to get on the Bible one. Because uh, every day, that's why we take the 22, promise 22 in the year 22. It, is, it has been wonderful for me. You read the proverb of the day. You read in the epistles, which is from uh, Acts on. It's writing to the church how to have a spirit-led life. And then pray in tongues for 15 minutes because you're getting the hidden mysteries. You're getting built up like lifting weights stronger. You're talking to God. You have an audience with Him. And He can bring His will into your life so much easier when you're turning your channel to His dish. Okay? Amen. Hebrews chapter 1. Now, I'm working with a brand new Bible, so my pages are stuck. It took me eight hours to take all the notes out of my old Bible, but sections were now falling out of it. So I had, so this is a little tough on me. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 2 and 3. In the last days, this is the last days, everybody, he's spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also... He made the worlds. Oh, I love that. Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, he up upholds all things by the power of his word. You want to try to take away the power out of the church? Take the word away. Make it be nothing. No respect, no value. But he upholds the worlds by the word of his power. When he said, light be, light was. It is his word. It is his word that we today, when we gather, I gather in his name. I came excited. And when he gives me an instruction uh, to do something, I ought to do it. Shouldn't you? Yeah. So you come with expectation, a word or a hymn, a song. Come to church loaded and ready. Don't come and just wait for the feeding, if you will, or the moment. Because we've discovered that there is very little uh, written about how to have a church service other than they minister to the Lord. And they don't say what that was, but when they did, he spoke. And it said it seemed good to us and the Holy Ghost. So I guess the Holy Spirit gets a chance to talk in church. You can't structure him out. He gets to talk. In Jeremiah, chapter 1, verse 12, it says he hastens over his word to perform it. And Amplified says he watches over his word. When his word comes out of your mouth, he's looking for an opportunity to perform it. Not, not do it and see if I can teach you a lesson. No, he watches over his word to do it. That's his attitude when we use it, when we pray. He uses us to be his mouthpiece on the earth. Without us, we can't win the souls. It, has, it takes us to win souls, to make a difference. Amen? Now, Isaiah 55, verse 11 says this. 
Now, if someone said occasionally, maybe sometimes, it doesn't say that there says no word that proceeds out of my mouth shall return void. It shall accomplish everything it's sent to do and prosper in the place. Now, if you invest, let's say, for retirement and stuff like that, you just don't put your money in the bank and expect no interest on it. You're putting it in there to get some money back. Appreciation on your homes, right? He watches over it, his word. Not one of them will return to him void or empty. Not one over your life. And everywhere you put his word in your life, it will prosper if you only believe. Every area. There's not one that doesn't work that way. Amen? Okay, Mark chapter 4. Let's turn there. Your Bible should probably open up automatically to Mark chapter 4. Because between that and Mark 11, how to use the faith of God... Mark 4 is absolutely essential, and we'll go to verse 14. It says, the sower sows the word. If you don't put the grass seed in, what are you going to get? Dirt. No grass. You've got to put the seed in. Tiny as those little suckers are, you can cover your whole yard. How many know the redwood tree? You know what I'm talking about? Those humongous in California, you know their roots only go down between 10 and 15 feet? You think, because let's say hurricanes and everything, the palm tree bends over, but doesn't, he's got an incredible root system and he bends. But the redwoods max out at 15 feet in roots. How do they stay up then? Because they go out 150 feet and intertwine with all the others. You attack one, you attack them all. You have a force that stands strong because if you attack one of us, we'll come with the word and we partner. Our roots run into the things of God for each other. That's why you come to the house of the Lord. It says in Hebrews that some decided not to come. He says, Don't forsake the assembly together, which means some have, but they were getting persecuted, and rather than face any persecution, a hard time, they didn't like it, I said, Jesus, oh, that's not persecution, they get whipped, they get beaten, they get, they can't buy goods at the store because, you understand, that's persecution because of the word's sake, but it says don't forsake it, as is the habit of some. Why? Because we need each other. Our roots need to intertwine. We need to stand with one another. We need to rejoice with one another. And that's what pleases him. Mark chapter 4. The sower sows the word. Verse 14. Okay? In verse 15 and 16, they use the word immediately. Satan comes immediately to take away the word that was sown in your heart. When you hear the word of God, it doesn't go up here like a class in your high school. It goes into your heart. It has the potential for miracle living faith. I was asked, how did you do 46 years with Deborah? I said, because there's three of us in this marriage. What God put together, what he joined. I have a covenant not only with her, but that covenant is with him. There's, that's the difference between getting a covenant through the body of Christ 
than going down and getting licensed and getting married publicly. Yes, you can get marriage, but you can't get married without God. The miracle doesn't happen. Amen. 46 years and going strong. Verse 15, I'll read it. And these are they which are sown by the wayside. Where the words were sown, they went and they've heard it. Satan comes immediately to take away because of hard-heartedness. Amen? Okay. Verse 16. And these are they which are sown on stony ground. They have received the word, but immediately, they receive the word immediately, they receive it with gladness. But they don't have any roots. They don't have any system. And so when persecution and affliction come for the word's sake, you didn't get given a hard time until you said you're a Christian. Yes, I am. We're out on our anniversary dinner, and we end up having a table next to us on a high top. We're on a lower, but somehow I made a joke about the uh, family was leaving. They had a little kid so cute. We all watched, and we caught each other watching and said something to her. We had a, how long would you say that one was? They're invited to come to church today. He, he was willing. She really wanted to come. Her name is Cherry. And we talked. We talked about 46 years. And it was like a dry sponge soaking up water. It was fun. At a restaurant? Yeah. Anywhere, anytime. If I'm just planting the first seed, that's one thing. If I'm watering it, but if I am now also getting the harvest or helping them, maybe they've drifted away from church and God's pulling them back. And he puts it says, send laborers. We're the laborers. But we have to go to get them. We don't get them if we don't go. That means be willing to talk. Amen? Okay. Uh, let's go to verse 20. And these are they which are sown on ground, good ground, such as hear the word, they receive it, and they bring forth fruit, some 30, 60, 100 fold. They bring forth fruit. I'm trying to separate pages. There we go. Next one in verse 21, it says, A candle cannot be put under a bushel. You're a light. You can't hide who you are. It's wrong. Oh, you put a bucket over a plant. Don't you think that plant's pretty? I can't see it. Take the bucket off and let me see the plant. Jesus says in Mark 4, if you don't understand the sower sows the word, you will not understand my other parables. Everything is based on the sowing the word on the condition. Four conditions of ground, which are your heart. Four. I want to be the fourth and I want to bear fruit. I want this church, every person... Bearing 30, 60, 100 fold. Everyone. Now we invited a church. How many did you invite this week? You got gas. You got food. You went to work. How many did you find a, a polite, easy way in without... You know, uh, let me tell you about church. No. Share Jesus. You want some? We're having a ball. Come on ahead. Amen? Now... I have a dad, and day gets busy. And the, my best example is ice cream. I would have said, well, we're out mowing the yard and doing the yard work. Early. We're going to get ice cream later. Okay? 
No problem. I have three sons that hold you to your word to the max. And we got busy and we had fun and we had a barbecue, whatever. But it was nearly 10 o'clock at night. And Mark says, where's our ice cream, Dad? I had that, I, that's right, I remember. I said I'd get you ice cream. Load up, boys. We're going for ice cream somewhere. I'll find it somewhere. I can go in a, a, a Bucky's or a Casey's and they've at least got soft serve. I, I'll find the ice cream somewhere. It's, yep. it's near closing time for the mom and pop stores, but I'll get it somewhere. And you know what? I was put in remembrance of my word. Isaiah 43, 26. Put me in remembrance of my word. Let us contend together. You took my word on healing. Let's do this together. Get healed. Strong. It's already yours. Get it. Um, that statement for me to the Lord anytime, anywhere means a lot to me because if I forsake a moment my heart will be hurt that I had a chance and didn't do it anybody? years ago Deborah and I were coming up from South Roads the single lane road uh, and we get to the top and there's going to be a housing area and then an apartment area and cars had stopped there was a dog who had been hit by a car who was on the ground and he was crying a couple cars stopped and I drove around but I didn't obey my first impulse stop they don't know what to I'll pray for that dog and God will heal him I got up to 19th Street, which is where we turned to go to our house. I had to turn around. And when I got back there, they, the dog and people were gone. And I said to the Lord from that day on, this is when we were first married, I will never back off or say somebody else do it. Every time you prompt me, I will obey. I will jump on it. I can see the dog in my mind right now. It made that big of an imprint. I got to obey him. I got to obey him. We have to obey him. Amen? Let's go to Romans. Remember what you're going to ask or talk to him about in just a few minutes. Because it's the power of his word. I have been in places and churches where the word is something they add, but not really moved on. And it doesn't mean the ministers can't preach well, but it's not like the word has first place in what's going on. You can talk 20 minutes without using a scripture. Nothing beats this. It just doesn't. Romans 10, and we're going to use two verses in here when I get to it. It's getting easier. Let's go to verse 7 first of all. Or who shall descend into the deep? That is, to bring up Christ again from the dead. But what saith it? The word is nigh or near thee, even in my mouth and in my heart. I guarantee you it's not going to come out of your mouth if it's not in your heart. 
It says, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speak. You want the Word of God to come out, you've got to put it in abundance. In abundance. You want miracles in your life? Put the Word of God in and it will come out. Amen? Because it says this. Now you're hearing me preach the Word. I've used already a lot of scriptures, correct? Not just Jim McGaffin stories. A lot of scriptures. Verse 17 says this. So then faith comes to us by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now you might remember my dog story. My ice cream story. The powers in this Word that I'm using. powers in the word and it comes by hearing his word and you can listen to a lot of other stuff people do they have their headsets on they're listening to their tunes are they Christian you walk down the mall and they got these headsets on you go anywhere they got the earbuds in and uh, they listen to something all day long they listen to something you listen to something go ahead and close your eyes and you just started talking to yourself what, what's he going to do now? What's he going to do now? I'm not doing it. I just wanted you to close your eyes and realize you hear something all the time. You hear what's going on in your heart and in your mind or what media throws at you. Or if you've got kids, you hear them nonstop. You hear them nonstop. But that's what, they're, that's what they do. Because what goes in in them comes out of them without any filters. They haven't learned how to be tactful yet or to cover up anything yet. It's just going to come out their mouth. And when little Merritt holds my finger and he walks or says Papa for the first time that's because he will have heard Papa loves you. You're a good boy. Why is that important? Our first grandson got in trouble with his mother and she said you're being a bad boy and he said I'm not a bad boy. Papa says I'm a good boy and he loves me. I maybe said it to him a million times. How many times do you need to be told God loves you? You don't have to earn it. You don't have to believe for his love. He's already given it. It's already done. Amen? Faith coming by hearing. Faith coming by hearing. Matthew 8, 8. To recognize the authority in the word of God in the name of Jesus. Matthew 8, 8, centurion there, is, it's a story of the centurion, and Jesus is going to go to the house and heals, okay? But the guy says, no, you don't have to go, sir. Just speak the word only, and it'll get done. I want you to know we have to have more confidence in God's word in us, that when we say something, it has the power of his word to do it. Well, I don't know how this is going to work out. Pray the word over it and let God... Okay, one of the scriptures I could have used is about the angels. I think I'm going to do a, a service in the near future just on angelic intervention in our life. But it says they hearken and they grow in strength according to the word of God. You all have angels at your disposal. Are they on a permanent vacation or do you use them? We know the things of the Spirit because Elijah made fun of the prophets of Baal and he actually, virtually in the Hebrew said, well, 
Is he on vacation or is he going to the bathroom somewhere? Because the demon gods didn't show up. He made fun of them. Your spirits, are they on vacation? Well, do you keep yours on vacation? Or do you employ them for you and your family? It says unto generations in one of them. So it means I use the angels to protect my boys and my daughter and every grandkid I have. Their assignment is to, they won't even stub their toe. That's what it says when Satan tempted Jesus. You fall off this, you will not even stub your toe. I don't expect my kids to get hurt. I grew up. My dad said he made money on me with Blue Cross Blue Shield. I got hurt so many times, busted up so many times, that actually out of all the money he gave in, in his payments, all the hospital bills far outweighed. That had to change when I got born again. I was not, how many casts? Two on this one, one on this one, one on a knee, concussion, uh, uh, broken left foot. And that's all about the age 22. That had to stop. And it's not going to go to my kids and my kids' kids. Stop it. How do you do that? I employ the angels. I'm not getting hurt anymore. Well, what about your leg? I had an assignment to kill me. I knew what he was trying to do, and he failed. Simple as that. And now I will win more souls in this section for my life on than I have previously. I'm hungry, and I'm ready to fight. But it's the Word. The Word. I'm so thrilled to read every proverb for the day and do that. It only takes 15 minutes. Between the opening of your show and the commercial, the first segment, that's all it is. And yet it transforms your life. It opens your eyes. You listen. You see. You hear. You appreciate. It just goes off. Speak the word only, Jesus. That's all you got to do. Okay? Bam! I'll speak the word. You believe the word going out of your mouth will heal someone? Raise them from the dead? Transform a situation? Give you favor instead of harassment? I've worked in a place that was known for how badly they treated their people and made, you're made fun of. I never got that. I got there early. I worked harder than anybody else. When I wasn't on the clock, I was straightening the wall of shirts that goes from size 14 to size 18, colorizing, doing all that stuff every day. If there was a late one and someone who was going to have to stay when the place was going to close, I stayed. Everybody else ran to their car, got their bus, and went home. I stayed, and oftentimes I made such a, it was the whole day's commission on the last sale. God blessed me all the time, but I, was, I worked hard. And I had favor. And I was one of the managers. <laughs> um, the vice president and the manager, he was, they were working on something over on the in-between between the uh, shirts, sweaters, and stuff like that in the suits. And his name, I, I, I've got his name, I'll leave it out. But he, he dropped the mannequin and he said, God, you all know what he said, right? And I, with a loud voice, equal to his, because he screamed it, He's not the dammer! And everybody looked at me. Nobody gave me a hard time. Nobody came. I didn't get lectured by the vice president later. 
but it just came out. You don't talk about my God like that. That's not happening. It comes out of you if it's in you. Amen? Let's go to John 14. I'm enjoying Brandon up there playing. I feel like I'm just talking to you like at a kitchen table. I'm enjoying this very much. John 14, verse 13. Whatsoever. How many can fill in the blank of a whatsoever? If someone said to you, here's a blank check, fill it out, what would you do? I don't want to ask too much. Uh, how much can I get? Uh, well, he says he does exceedingly abundantly more than you can ask or even think. Well, I could think a lot right in on that check. Well, why don't you become a tither? And he says, prove me now. Prove me. Put me to the test if I won't do this for you. I'm here to tell you, we've been tithing since we were engaged. And uh, he's proven it when we had nothing. When he had nothing. Drive on empty for three and a half days because I don't have any money. And it's on empty. I didn't, well, you know, we don't have, no, I just, no, I got it. I got it. You're that crazy. I'm that crazy. But I'm the one that drove up three and a half days. You didn't. We pray in a little hallway in our little 932-foot square home, and we're tired of fasting. You fast when you don't have food in the house. Crackers only go so far. And we said, we want to go out to eat. We prayed, asked the Lord. In Jesus' name, we want to go out to eat. We want to go to the wine cellar in the old market and do fondue. We named the place, actually. That was between 1 and 2 in the afternoon. Scott Jackman, a friend of ours, calls us. Hey, my mom's in from Grant, Nebraska. I've told her all about you. We want to take you guys out to eat our treat. We've got reservations at the wine cellar at 6. Only person, Deborah, me, and him. So don't tell me he doesn't hear and he can't do. And he can do it for you. He can do it for you. John 14, verse 13 again. Whatsoever you ask in my name, I will do. And when he does miracles in our life, it says that the Father would be glorified in the Son. When you use his name, use his word in your life, you're bringing glory to him. You're bringing glory to Him. In any situation, I don't care what life throws at you, persecution, affliction is going to come because you are the light and they don't like you. Okay? But you're also going to have just the facts of this, the stress of life. He said the uh, storms of life will come towards you and if you're not on the rock, you'll fall. But if you're on the rock, you'll be fine. You know it's out there. Sin is this, this is the way the world is. Anywhere you go, you don't have to run very far to find sin. It's there. It's what's how you handle it. The rock of your foundation. And will you say out of in Jesus' name, I want, I receive. In Jesus' name, move. Get off my back. I cast the care over on him for he cares for me. You don't get to ride me anymore, demon. No more. In the name of Jesus.
but it's got to come out strong. Now I'm going to give you, I got two more scriptures that I got to give you. This is the one that people go, I don't know if I can do that. Romans 4 verse 17 says, I can call things that be not as though they were. I'm not crazy. I'm not a religious fanatic. I'm instructed to call things that be not as though they were. And I call on my bank account. I call on my health. I call on my family. And anything that is not in line with the word, I call what I want, that which be not, I want. I want it in my life. I want. You don't take any credit or any glory for it. It says that the Father would be glorified. We prayed for Mercedes against all doctor's reports, specialists, fertility specialists. She'll never get pregnant, nor will she be able to carry a baby. She's got little merit at home now. They be wrong. They be wrong. Here it is. Oh, you're taking credit? No, he gets it all. Only he could do that. All the science said, no, he did it anyhow. And he'll do what the world says you can't, he'll still do for you. I call things that be not. I call this room filled with people hungry for the Word of God. I'm not making light. I call it full. Every one of us are to win people this year and bring them here. Why? Because they'll be equipped to go back out there and get more. In Acts 2 and Acts 6, it talks about he added to the church, then he multiplied the church, then he greatly multiplied. That didn't happen without us-ins going out there-ins to do the job. Wherever you are, wherever you are, wherever you are. It's amazing to be in the hospital and have a nurse come in by herself at odd hours and want to talk to me about their marriage, want me to pray for them, want me to pray for healing. I'm sitting there on an operation and they can't move my leg and they want me to pray for healing. That didn't stop me. Nothing should stop you. Well, I don't know. Just, you know, I heard one say, just go wait in the car then. I got something to take care of. I want them healed. I want that marriage turned around. I want the kids to have a future, not an abused memory. Win that dad, win that mom to the Lord. You change the destiny of all the kids they have. You have changed destinies for those kids that you love so much. They're going to have a life in God's will that they probably would not have had anywhere else. Do you know God used you to be the difference maker? And all he did was activate the very mother instincts that you already have that he gave you and that huge heart of love that you have for people. Bam. And now they're forever changed. I'm such a fan of you. For the, Lucas and Cassandra taking on family like you did. Why? You change the direction. You change heading in, in a destiny where God created for them to have. And I call things that be not as though they were. Amen? One last scripture for this moment. Psalms 119 verse 11.
It says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. Every one of us sin daily. We are stupid. Not a shortage of stupid out there. We think something we should never have thought. And, well, Deborah doesn't know. God knows. You know how you get rid of that stuff and how you change it and get a different thing to come out? Because I hide the word in my heart. You can't, if I hide something, you can't steal it. I've hid his word in my heart that I not sin against him. The more I'm in the word, the more he directs my life. Don't do, don't say it, do this. What good, what difference does it make, Jim? Shut up. Well, it's not fair. That's the Jesus never answered the ones, all those accusations against him and those people who actually were paid to lie on him. He didn't answer them. He answered, it says, not a word in the King James. He answered them, not a word. I don't have to answer everything and show them how smart I am. I need to have this word hidden in my heart. And if I've got that, I'm cool. Now, have you had time to think about, yeah, that's right where Mike Schaub is, See, Jesus is just walking in here, and he says, what would you like today, Sue? What would you like today, Chris? What would you like, Eric? What would you like? What would you say? And knowing it was Jesus, and he won't lie, when he said, you got it, you know you're going to have it. Like the ice cream, you know, Dad said it, put me in remembrance, I'll get it to you. I'll get it to you. There are things... Some things that you pray for and other things that you leave alone because you think it's too big or too hard. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. I say it again, nothing is impossible to them that believe. The word goes in, it is the word. Speak the word only. Speak the word only. Oh, he upholds everything by the power of his word. I just get his word out there in my life. Faith in his word. It won't return void to him. It'll accomplish every single thing it's sent to do, and it will prosper. So not only, let's say, does the room get clean, but there's more money in the room. The initial thing it's sent to do gets done, but then it prospers. You plant seeds all the time. You plant seeds all the time. All the time. But I like harvest too. I like harvest too. I love the hug. See, Kiki's going to go away into the military in August. But I've watched her grow. And I've had the joy of watching the Word of God work in her life and see the change on her face into the wonderful person she is now. There's a harvest there, baby. There's a harvest. There's a harvest for people in here who've gotten new jobs or better hours, what they wanted. There's a harvest. There's a harvest. You're on line with us somehow, some way, and we want the best for you. The best is God's Word. It's where His promises are. And you need them. Come on a Wednesday night or listen to us. Come. We had pretty much about this size crowd. We had 20 uh, on Wednesday night, 1920. And we had some regulars gone. 
What I'm saying, come. What will happen? We're going to grow in a relationship with the Holy Spirit. We're going to grow. And then you all are being released to be who God gifted you to be. I get a new tool. I watched, uh, they're doing some work on our deck, and they had special levels. I mean, this level's got to cost $1,000. I would not know how to do the adjusting on the, on the ends what he did to set it up. But you know, once you use a tool a few times and read the manual, it's amazing how you will begin to be able to use the tool. If you read the manual and use it a few times, you can walk in the gifts of the Spirit that He's already given you. That He's already given you. You're not waiting for them to come. They're in you. So as a wise person can pull the word out of their heart, it search out like a well. You go after water to pull it out of your heart. But you got to go get it. you got to pull it. you got to spend a quiet time like this. This has just been nice. His presence is so wonderful right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. In just a, a aggravation in the last couple of years, I tripped going, getting out of bed on the carpet, went down and braced with my hands. My right one was the first one to hit. I thought I, because I've broken this twice, I thought I broke my wrist. So they took me to the doctor. They do x-rays and all that stuff. I said, no, it's arthritis. I said, Arthritis does not live in my body. Arthur's not coming to, at home. Well, you're just getting older and healthier every day. Older doesn't mean sick. But then it showed up on my right or my left. And now both of them we're hurting. And you know, today, I have a mild stiffness here that is going. I have no pain. I actually wore a wrist brace on both of them for a time. I have no pain, no, nothing in this one. It's gone. What do you do? I say arthritis. You have no place in my body. I speak health to you. The word is medicine in the flesh, and the word is what's there and not a calcium buildup. I command that to break down and get out of my body. You think it worked? It don't hurt no more. <laughs> Slight stiffness, still full, full power to use. And this is going. I just talk to it every day. I talk God's word to my body every day. And if you're in the hospital with the things, rehabs for the seven months that I was, you better talk to your body a lot every day. Because you have doctors and nurses all saying all kinds of stuff. Some of it's flat out. One told me I was dying. No, I'm not. He'd be wrong. God's word's right again. Oh, are you bragging? Yeah, I'm bragging on him. I don't get any glory. He gets it all. But I want my life and my story to touch someone else's heart. That Jesus loves them. Look what he's done for me. He'll do it for you. The word is nigh thee, giving in your mouth the word of faith that we preach. The word is near you, even in your mouth. Now, I've talked to everyone in this room before. You have no problem talking. It's just what you talk. And I'm trying to get the word more and more to come out. 
That's how you get a stronger marriage, not we survived for 46 years. She survived me being gone all that time and having to live by herself. I had survived laying in a bed by myself. Last year, our anniversary, what time goes by? Was it last year or the year before? <laughs> it's just, you know how we spent our anniversary? I was in a bed at a window. She was in a folding chair on outside at the window, and we were talking by cell phone because I was quarantined, COVID stuff. And we ate Popeye's chicken meals, and it was the worst Popeye's chicken I've ever had in my life. And I like Popeye's. The chicken was awful. I don't have been, been in the burner for too long. I don't know. But that's... Last night, I had a wonderful meal. And it wasn't Popeye's chicken. I was sitting with my wife. And from all that we went through, we said the word. Never. We sat with the doctors. They didn't get to talk to me and then, you know, tell your wife. No. All the time. Deborah and I did it as a team. We're a covenant. We're both going to hear the same thing, and we're both going to say the same thing. And they were amazed. I mean, it stuck out boldly to them that we, we did everything together. You know what? That's because we're one. We're going through life together. I'm going through life with you all. With you all. To get to know you. To see you touch lives. To see you make a difference. To see the Word of God. What makes the preacher happy is to see the things he preaches, the word come out of you. That it changes your life. I can hear Charles Demon, Buddy Harrison, and Alan Vincent preaching to me in my head now. Two of them are in heaven. Charles is in El Paso. I can still hear them. I can still hear them. I want you to hear the word of faith the word of faith. Amen? Now, do you have the things on your heart you'd like to give to the Lord today? I got two songs. They'll take up roughly 11 minutes. It's only 11.19. And then there's cake. Now, let there be cake. But you'll have some time. And if you want prayer, come up here. Bring your offering. It's worship. The buckets will be brought out by the ushers. We're going to be doing it about now. If you have your tithes and offerings, they'll be up. Bring them as a worship. But you know what? Nick, are you ready with the songs? I want Believe First, C.C. Winans. This is a seven and a half minute song because it's that good. Just keep your eyes closed. Lord, I receive from you today this. I've got it today. So when did you get your leg? I got it when I prayed with Deborah a few months back. I got my leg then. It's on its way. Heaven heard. Remember? And it says, and I came, but he was withstood by the world. I don't care what the world does, by the demons. I don't care. I get what I pray for. Amen? Yeah. I read the will. I know what's mine. Yeah. I know what's mine. Okay, here comes the song. You have liberty now until I come turn on. If you want prayer, Deborah and I, we're glad to pray for you because we're seeing people healed. Yeah. We're seeing people shaken in the power of the Holy Ghost. But just come up for prayer.
or just listen and somewhere in the two songs receive it get it and receive it from Jesus
Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's message. We always want to encourage those of you who have a story of how God is working in your life through this ministry to send us an email to amen at libertyofomaha.com. For more information on Liberty Church, visit libertyofomaha.com. Thanks for joining us and have a credible week.